Almost 30 with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simpson. Each week, we catch up with Krista and Lindsay to hear what's happening now, what hilariousness happened then, and to ask, is it almost 30? <laughs> so you mean to tell me, Justin sends you kitty cat videos. All day long. All day long. Yep. <laughs> They're literally all day long. My DM is full of kittens, like... Pussy videos all day long. Uh, my DM's full of pussy. <laughs> Tiny pussies. It's like a cat with a bow tie. Oh, my God. A cat in a witch hat. Holy shit. Wait, you're a, are you a cat person or a dog person, or cat you're both? 100. I'm cat 100, sorry. Wow. Everyone's going to be like, oh, Krista, you suck, dude. I hate you. I love dogs. I just... I don't, I don't love cats because they're unpredictable. I love that. I just love they do their own thing. Like, yeah, just like go do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing, and like let's like meet up later. Totally. And dogs are like, hey, I'm gonna do my. I need attention on your crotch. Rub my butt. Yeah. Let me rub my butt on your pants. I just have a problem with like the dog culture of like people fucking thinking their dogs are better than other people, or like you know what I mean? They're like. Excuse me, I'm going to bring my, my puppy into the restaurant, and he's also going to get a seat at the table, and I don't care if everyone else at the restaurant doesn't want my dog here, he's going to be here. And he's gluten-free, and yes. I would like a... Yeah. And he's going to order... I'm going to order him a human meal that's $30. <laughs> you know, like, that's not LA. fair. No, it's weird. Maybe it's L.A. Yeah, I think it's mainly, like, okay. L.A., New York, like, metropolitan cities. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is fucking weird, but I'm it's a dog rude. person. Um, okay, girl, we were at the coffee shop and you were looking at that dog like we hated that dog too. Which Remember dog? the big dog? Oh yeah. Well what was I, it? What was his name? I kinda like hated like the owner Atlas. Atlas. The owner had no regard for anyone. I agree. So I was more I was mad at her and that made me mad at the dog. Yeah. But mainly mad at her. She was just like letting Atlas, who was like a giant pit bull, run buck wild. Run. It was not a dog park. It was a cafe. It was a cafe. He was running around like a dog park, and he was fighting another dog for 30 minutes. And we're, like, trying to We're, like, witnessing, like, this, like... Weird. This, like, dog fight in a coliseum. And we're like, please, stop. Yes. Yes. Mike Vick comes out. It was... (laughs) Oh, my God. Welcome to Almost 30, guys. How is everybody How is everyone? I feel like a, a human booger. You are a beautiful bugger. <laughs> You're golden like a booger. I've ca- finally caught the summer cold that everyone was battling clap. the clap <laughs> at the end of the summer. It just hit me last night. I couldn't breathe mm. through my nose. So, you know, when your lips get chapped and... Mm, I'm licking my nose. Yeah, I'm just like... Ah. Um, it's okay. I feel like I could kick it by the end of the weekend. You got it. We have a really fun interview for you today. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I met Charlie Atkins through SoulCycle. She's an instructor in New York, was formerly one in L.A. as well. And she and her, one of her best friends, Meredith Miller, who works at Twitter, they started a, what did they call it? They don't, they're not calling it a blog. They called it, holy shit. It's a little bit. What well, you'll, 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 they'll explain it for yeah. you, but they're doing things that are different and they touch on fitness and music mm-hmm. and they have a special sec- section of their mm-hmm. website called Stroke is Ego. 
we were really interested about mm-hmm. that. Like, why and mm-hmm. what has the response been? And it's like exposés of dudes. Yeah. It's like interviews with dudes. Uh-huh. It's, which is so interesting because in any blogs, I don't know any blogs with interviews of dudes. Uh-huh. Blogs are like dudes don't exist in the world. It's so true. It is a girl world. We're only girls and we only do girl things for our whole life. So true. Isn't that interesting? So so we get into it with them and how they started, what their path to Le Sweat was, what their path to they are in their 30s. Mm-hmm. And one of our favorite parts of their website, they have an article about how to be alone, not lonely. So we talked mm-hmm. a lot about that. And I think it's just, it rings so true as we like enter this new decade and um, especially for, for y'all single ladies and gents out there just embracing it and not like living from a place of like fear of never finding someone Mm -hmm. or not being able to do things alone like it's it's pretty empowering so we talk about that and so grab your cats put on Netflix (laughs) and chill ladies (laughs) we talk about so much more so we hope you enjoy our interview with Charlie and Meredith of La Sweat and we would love to hear what you think about it yeah let us know drop us a line on the show notes you can comment connect with us almost 30podcast.com Instagram almost 30 podcast iTunes subscribe and rate Perfect, we'll see you perfect. Guys on the flip. Love ya. Love ya. <laughs> Gucci. I need like a little I'm gonna be so loud. Oh yeah. Up, lady. Hi. Up. Yes, and hear us. We, we can hear you. We can't see you. Can't see. You. Oh, oh, hey. Hi. What's up, guys? <laughs> I'm gonna move over so there's not like a glare. There we go. It's so fucked up because I like feel like I've seen your apartment from Charlie Snaps. That is so fucking <laughs> creepy, dude. So creepy. I've seen it all come together. <laughs> I've seen the furniture come in. It's crazy. <laughs> Do you want me to get the most? Do you want me to get the massage stick out? Yes, yes. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on the whole time we're talking. <laughs> and put it in different places. Just, like, have it at a new place each time. I also have a succulent farm that you guys might be interested in. I even wow. kill my succulents. Like, I can't make my succulents last. How do you do it? Here's one of them. That's a beautiful one. What's wow. its name? Um. Oh, his name is actually Ward. Ward. <laughs> he's, like a hot, no, he's like a hot succulent. <laughs> Wait, I a hot East Coast succulent. I just went on a random date with a guy who ha- owns a succulent business. Oh my god! Really? But the only the the only the only thing I learned from the date was how to like keep them alive. I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to go out with you. Found again. this dude was like, you have a cool Instagram and you're hot and you you like farm succulents and messaged him and went out with him the next day. I was like, wait, what? He was like five four. <laughs> So she like cut it. Like, he looked taller on the Instagram. It was that he was standing next to succulents. <laughs> Anybody looks tall next to succulents. Anyway, exactly. He was on the spiritual gangster Instagram. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good spot. He was like hashtag succulents. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hundred. I love That's that. What I was going for succulents. <laughs> It's like sometimes my Instagram bot likes nasty hashtags, and one of them should be succulents. I'm always like, but we're so glad to have you guys. Welcome to Almost Thirty. So excited! This seems like a totally natural fit, and I know that you know 
Charlie. Yeah, we know each other through Soul Cycle. Charlie's been with Soul for um, a long time. So when mm-hmm. I first started writing, um, Charlie was kind of one of my people I looked up to before I auditioned. And you wrote with Charlie a mm-hmm. lot. You were my first ride, Charlie. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I was your what? You were my first ride. I was your private. Yeah, you were my first. <laughs> you did. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Which studio were we in? A NoHo. Which I think, I feel like the first time I remember meeting Lindsay was also a NoHo. Mm-hmm. NoHo's such a fucking good studio. It really is. I love fucking Shout NoHo. Out. Shout out to NoHo for great sound quality, being clean, big enough, but not too big. Yeah. Right. It's like amazing. <laughs> I love it. you know this, but one out of eight couples struggle with infertility. It's kind of staggering. Most people don't know and or aren't ready to talk about it. And the thing is, we really need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and for our future. Sometimes we can be so lost in the shame of it all that we forget to really take action and figure out our best options. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. I've been having fertility conversations with a lot of you in my DM, so I'm excited to talk about Modern Fertility. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home, major, major, with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get personalized results within six business days, okay? And you'll get insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. Results really go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Just to give you a sense traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30, you can get $30 off your test. Plus you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA, HSA. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make that decision that's right for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. This is limited time. So take advantage now. That means your test will cost $149, which is really, really great. Hormone testing at a fertility clinic, again, can cost three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30. That's modernfertility.com slash almost 30. You were talking, Meredith, about just like your fitness journey to being where you are, talking about college and stuff like that. And I think that is so relevant. So I'd love to start there. Cool. So yes, as I was saying, I really kind of picked things up in college individually when I was done with my organized sport life from high school and previous to that and used running as like my main form of working out and fitness. And with a friend one day decided that we would sign up for the Los Angeles marathon because why not? Mm. We were juniors in college. I'm like, let's go get a donut. And you're like, let's go run a marathon. I I actually think that we were like at a house party on like a Friday night. And she was like, I want to run a marathon. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. Let's do it. So we signed up and we trained together horribly. We would go out every weekend and run 12, 13, 14, 15 miles. And it was really not efficient. But we were able to finish it. And I finished it 30 minutes slower 
than I had planned to, which mm. was kind of an ego blow, sort of devastating to me. So I vowed that my next one would, I would crush it. Um, yeah. But I needed a lot of time to get to a place where I could do that. So fast forward, let's say six years, I was living in San Francisco in law school, obviously a pretty high stress time of life. And running was my way that got me through school, got me through a relationship that was challenging and it was what I would use on a daily basis to push myself physically so that I could mentally get through all the shit that I was going through mm. and so from there people in my life saw how I used that to kind of get me through things that were tough and would come to me as their kind of unprofessional like non-professional source of like working out fitness health inspiration and it's something that I feel really passionate about because it helps me in various aspects of my life immensely. So at some point, I always thought it would be really cool to do something a little bit more with that. And so that has kind of brought me to where I am today, at least individually, and also I would say with Lesuat too. So yeah. And it's perfect how that works. You know what I mean? Like when you have something that you love, something that's impacted you and something that's made a difference in your life, it's like the universe, you're like, I want to do something with this. That's all you need to say. I want to do something with this. Then the universe brings you Charlie. And then you guys come together and you're able to like create this thing that perfectly reflects the work that you want to put out in the world. You know what I mean? I think that's like, that's just so cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to see. Literally. Yeah. And I think that the like underlying part of all of it is the organicness of it. it mm. It's not forced, right? It's natural and it's a part of our lives and my life. And obviously Charlie will tell you her story as well. But I think it, there's no trying to fit a square peg in a round hole here. It just mm-hmm. fits. Love that. You got a visual. <laughs> Charlie just did the, the finger in a butthole. <laughs> yeah. There's an emoji Figuring. happening. <laughs> so Charlie, talk to us about your journey. Um, so I am La Sweat's professional sweater. Mm-hmm. I am a fitness professional. Um, it didn't always start out that way. I accidentally got a bachelor's degree in sports medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually telling this story the other night. I came from like a small town, small family, and I actually didn't plan on going to college. Um, I only went because all the other kids were doing it. Same. <laughs> True story. Our whole generation. Everybody was doing it. Everybody was doing it. They're like, like 100K, whatever. Um, and so I guess that's kind of how I got into fitness. It's funny that like I didn't really have like a drive or a passion. I literally just wanted to be a part of the, the crowd. And so I did all the sports because that's what everybody was doing. And I went to college because that's what everybody did. And then in college, I actually kind of fell in love with the actual science of the body, like the anatomy, the physiology, why our bodies do what they do. And I became fascinated with it. I graduated college early. I ended up excelling at it. (laughs) Something that I accidentally did, I did really well. Um, and honestly, the only thing that I was really good at was dating. I was very, very good at dating. Same. Um, in college, maybe, you're saying. Huh? In college, you're saying. Like, oh, that's yeah. when it's, no, I mean, actually, now too, but I'm saying just in general, like you were like a serial dater in college too. I mean, I started in like kindergarten. It's I think amazing. my first boyfriend was in kindergarten. What was his name? Love that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, that we what actually, did. oh, what was his name? What was his name? Dear, dear Chase. Chase. <laughs> Chase, are you out there? Have we stroked Chase's ego? We need to get I Chase. Don't know where Chase is. We Chase Davis, him. if you're out there, I want to give you a shout out to my first boyfriend. Love ya. 
<laughs> it's so You're funny because like I didn't I didn't like boys for the longest time. So like I you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't understand the whole I don't know dating king. Yeah, the chemistry between like a boy and a girl. I was like mm-hmm. I don't get it. You know? <laughs> totally. I love how you embrace it early. It's like yeah, I just really boys I've, I've didn't been like me. I've been practicing for a long time. Not good at it yet. <laughs> Same. Um, so, so as far as fitness goes, I, I literally accidentally kind of fell into fitness. And I will say that my drive to be a part of activity was was mainly like I wanted to be included. I wanted to be a part of the crowd, which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. <laughs> of what Lindsay and I currently do mm-hmm. for, for, uh, <laughs> for a day job. <laughs> Lead the crowd. Um, anyway, so I got my bachelor's degree in sports medicine. And while all my classmates were going to become doctors and chiropractors and whatnot, I was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to go to Hawaii and I'm going to live on the beach and I'm going to be a waitress. And so I moved all over. And there's a lot of stories in between there. Um, but basically now I live in New York City. I was found or discovered by SoulCycle's um, founder of SoulCycle. She found me. There's a lot of finding <laughs> A lot of founding happened in finding. Um, <laughs> Los Angeles was swooped up by the founder of SoulCycle, and she kind of gave me a home, and that's where I've been for Where'd the last four years. What's that? Where'd she find you? I was working at a small studio that is in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. It uh, may or may not still be there, unclear. But it was spinning in yoga, and I was front desk, and they asked me to be uh, one of their spin instructors, and I said yes, and I thought that I could do a good job at it because I hated everybody else's music. No <laughs> offense to anybody out there that may know <laughs> of this place, but I just was a, such a music snob. And yeah, so I worked at a spin and yoga place in Los Angeles. I was found by SoulCycle. They brought me over to New York. That was four and a half years ago where I've been. And once I was in New York and I started working for SoulCycle, I was found by a modeling agency. So I became a Wilhelmina model. Um, I specialize in fitness modeling. And um, I worked really hard and did a very good job at my job that now I'm actually one of the senior instructors where mm-hmm. I currently am. And now I, I own a blog. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. My publication. I didn't, I didn't know that part of your journey where you lived in Hawaii and I think the unsaid stories are kind of like you got to let them come out later on in life mm. then they're a little bit more I love that and they totally. make more sense I love so. that wait tell me more about that about <coughs> excuse that me. statement um I think like it's kind of like when you're dating somebody yeah. um if you tell your life story on the first date it's kind of like <laughs> you don't really leave room yep for been there done 100%. that yep 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 <laughs> Like it doesn't really leave room for much more and it's kind of like an onion. You just like peel back different layers. And once you become more aware of why you do the things that you do in life and how our upbringing and how all of the experiences we've gone through, um, through the years kind of make you do what you do and think the way that you think. Yep. Um, I think that you refer back to those like, moments that you didn't think actually meant anything, but really did mean a really great big deal. Somebody's going to need to write that out. That was very confusing. I but love that. um, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, you can't really like, you can't blow your whole load there at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I, I always say that. I'm like, if I meet a girl, it's mostly girls that do that, I feel like, and they tell me their whole story. I'm like, you freak me out. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to tell your friends or your best friends if you're telling me everything and we don't know each other? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to keep your cards close. Like, I don't know. I mean, you, I, so we talk about this a lot, too, this element of it. I think that 
I at least pull from that very profound statement that Mm -hmm. you made, which is we're all kind of learning, right, as we go. We don't have the answers right now. And letting your stories kind of marinate, if you will, mm-hmm. and percolate is a, is a word we like to use a lot because mm-hmm. we love coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let, it, let it marinate, let it percolate, and grow into something that it's meant to grow into that you just don't know at the mm-hmm. time. It's impossible right. to know what it's going to bring. Like you just said, you don't realize it's a big deal, but it's actually a huge deal in your life. But that can't be seen or known until it has some time and some space to just be whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Can't be forced. We just went deep, guys. Yeah, I we have to go. I could hang here all day. <laughs> Literally, I could hang in the deep all fucking day long. Hang in the deep. So talk oh. to us about how um, how you guys met and how, like, Lisuet was born. Yeah. And the challenges that you faced as you, you know, developed this idea yeah. and this brand. So, so on my end, um, Charlie, the way that Lisuet was born was Meredith and I actually initially met. She took my class at the place that I currently teach at, which I can I can attest to just really quick. Mm. I was doing Soul Cycle for a little over a year. I mm. like really gotten into it and had a few instructors that I was like super dedicated to and Mm. was signed up for a couple classes one weekend and Charlie I think had just moved back from LA and was starting to sub and so classes I was signed up for she got subbed in after I signed up and I was like who what no I I didn't want this Charlie oh my god the sub factor the women freak out and I was like what is going on like like, she's great you'll love her just take the class and if you don't like it we'll give you your class back and I was like fine so I went and it was probably the best class that I had taken Mm -hmm. yet and from there on I was like I'm only gonna go to this instructor and so really just connected to the message that she would like put out in class mm-hmm. and the energy and the connection between the actual workout and then the mental workout mm-hmm. as well. It was all like seamlessly tied together, which is something that I've just always liked about fitness. So we, and then we just became friends. Yeah. We met while sweating. Yeah. I love that. Sweating yeah. it out we literally yeah. multiple times a week. Together. So we met at SoulCycle. I was the professional sweater and she was the non-professional professional sweater. Yeah. No, the professional. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sweat. <laughs> I will have to say, I was telling Lindsay before class, like what I do love about Charlie's class and like Charlie is like your ability to be silent and like your use of being quiet is like really powerful. I feel like it's very comfortable and there's just like a power in when you speak and then also when you don't speak. And I think that's like a mastery that is really very unique to you. And I think that's very like interesting and mm-hmm. powerful. It's yeah. also so interesting to hear on your end because mm-hmm. I feel like the moments that I'm not speaking, I'm talking to myself. So <laughs> what to, are you saying? Like the other side of it, you guys are like, wow, she just is really aware. Totally. <laughs> so, so really true. Side, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what is it? What are, is this the eight count? Are we? Uh, <laughs> what, You're like, my butt's changed. <laughs> so, your quiet moments are not quiet on my end. Sometimes mm. after class, she's like, um, I'll be like, oh, that was, that was blah, 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 was great. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I blacked out. Oh, my God. Same <laughs> with Lindsay. I'm oh. like, girl, that one time you said this, she's like, I have literally no idea no. what you're talking about. I said that? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, like cool. that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> So as far as like Le Sweat mm-hmm. starting on my end of it, I have always wanted to write a book. 
I love mm, that. That's amazing. Put that shit out there. Yeah, I I just was like, I want to write a book because I read I read a lot. Um, I call it intersizing. Yep. I read a lot, a lot. I read a lot of books, and I can't really get myself to like fiction. It's always nonfiction. It's always Same. like the business books, the self help. Yep. yep. The this is how you become a better person. What are some of your favorites about the way that you are now? A lot of those books. And mm. Meredith and I at this point had become really good friends because I had went through a breakup, and she befriended me post breakup. It's true. Boys. Mm. That, that eight, by the way, we're over 30. Yeah. <laughs> we no, but. <laughs> and we were at dinner one night with a few of us friends, and there was this guy that was like, we were. T- I was like, I just really want to write a book, and like, I want to do this, and uh, ew, like, I a true millennial being like, I want to do everything. Totally. <laughs> and I want it all. And he was, and then he goes, why don't you start a blog? And I turned to him and I was like, I would never do a fucking blog. Never. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, it was like, what? And, and then he looks at me and he goes, well, why don't you just look at his pages for your book? And then I looked at Meredith and it was like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, Maybe you're onto something. And so literally six days later, and at this point, Meredith was just like my confidant. I was like, here's what I have. Look, I'm going to mm. call it this. And I have this blog and I literally like built a site in five days and I was like, I'm ready to go. And so that's how Lisuet actually started mm-hmm. on my end. That was how it got started was we wanted to write a book. Or I wanted to write a book. And, and then I said, well, I do business developments <laughs> and I can make shit happen. So yeah, I'll yeah. help you make it happen. Like literally yeah. that was my input. I was like, yes, I'll help. I'll get involved. It's um, funny because my blog, like 100 blog, when if you would have said, Krista, you're going to have a blog, I'd be like, I'd still have the same response. I'd be like, no, like that's not at all me. And that's not what I want. But it's like part of, it's like what I want to be a basis for like my ecosystem of like what I'm going to do you know so for almost 30 or for like what else I'm going to do in my life like I need that as a baseline for like creating something and I felt like the same way because it's like you have like ideas of blogs like blogging is so saturated there are so many bloggers out there everyone wants to be a blogger blah 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 and there's like this like stereotype about it but I think we're moving now towards people just seeing blogs as extensions of them or like their art and it's not like so vain I guess right I think inside looking in it's it's definitely an art and not vain but outside looking in yep. people still view us and view it as like oh they're they're a blogger 100% right yeah and we really do like it we kind of joke about it but we do actually take this like it's an online publication yeah seriously versus blog yeah. because mm-hmm. we believe that it ha- it can be so much more and it is I, I totally agree with you it's kind of like that breeding ground for your ecosystem and everything else that you want to do around it and that comes from it yep um so yeah that's a starting point like yeah that when, is what happened we were just like well let's do this it was a dinner at a place called saxon parole here in new york city oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the people, there were drinks involved. Yep, Actually, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had some drinks. <laughs> yeah, but I do remember when we decided that we were going to come into it, Meredith being the business side of it that she was, she wouldn't let me call it a blog. So we call it an on- online publication. Love, Love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So. I say we website to people that aren't like our age. I'm like, I have a website. Yeah, a website. Yeah, just me writing. It's more um, than that, it's more than a blog. Yeah. One of our favorite pieces that I don't know who I'm sure Charlie, you were behind this one. How to be alone, and I don't. I mean that in the like literally. It, it was one of those pieces. Like I sat. I was just like. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something that like no one talks about. No one is proud to say that 
either they are alone, they're doing things alone, mm-hmm. they're okay with it. And especially as like women approaching 30, I'm single, like just doing things alone. Like it, it's nice to know that you're not alone doing things alone, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> if that, that makes sense. And how did that come about? How did that idea, because I think you've like made it a part of like this brand too, mm-hmm. traveling and all of that. Like it's been so interesting to track that. Uh, I can't, I can't exactly, Meredith might be able to remember. Do you remember when we, so I really, I think was a part of this past year of you becoming single, but me having been single for probably like five, Mm -hmm. five solid years where I was, I'm in this place where it's super comfortable for me Mm -hmm. and I actually really like it. Right. Which is funny because I wasn't like that at all uh, in my twenties. So it's been quite the, the evolution. And Charlie, like she mentioned, had broken up with a serious boyfriend mm-hmm. and right at around the time we started becoming good friends. And so I gave her a goal one <laughs> she about did. a year ago. She I said, you ha- you're not allowed to get into a relationship until the end of Q4 is what I is. <laughs> oh, my God. I love oh the quarters. She I love the quarters. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're like, cool. Like, so beginning or end of Q4? <laughs> You're like, because, like, cuffing season's around the corner. Yeah, and so uh, I forced her into it, really. She's like, okay, I, I can do that. She did. And wow. So that's literally was, a true friend. That's a fucking friend right that's there. That's a fucking Sorry, friend right there. I, I cursed a few times. No, we no, curse fine. all the time. That's Let explicit. It up. Um, yeah, she, that's, okay, so, yeah, so uh, that's the history of the sweat and we take that back we put the, we store those in the annals those stories they mm. come out later yeah i forgot about that she definitely made me she was like you have to stay single through q4 and then like q4 was over and apparently q1 was up next yeah yeah cause I, <laughs> you think that like five would come next but apparently q1 is after q4 i didn't know this it's like a basketball game yeah. it, to q1 <laughs> and then i think really from there she started to like actually enjoy this singleness too Mm. and you're so right like this concept of being alone is so scary and it's understandable Mm -hmm. but I truly I think we both truly believe in the power of shifting that mindset and we're at a time I think when that's much more accepted and there is almost this like movement that I feel like is going on with women and um, especially in your late 20s and your 30s and just being more comfortable with it and it's cool yeah I was powerful so to take it back so the article that we wrote is called how to be alone not lonely the title was inspired by one of my friends song titles Um, her name is Miriam Bryant and Mm, her song is actually called alone not lonely Um, Mm. fantastic song and link it. Um, we started writing the article, but we really hounded it out. Um, I the most successful relationship I've ever had was a three year lease with a car. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fully committed. Yep. Fully committed. And I lived in LA for a short period of time doing some work for SoulCycle, and I came back to the East Coast. And my parents brought me my white convertible which is not really like a new york city car but it fully fits in in california and i just got in my car and i was like i just wanted to fully maximize the three-year relationship because i had abandoned her for two years um and so i went up and i drove up north um of the city never been up there before i had no idea where i was going and i found this like fantastic 
mansion location, like wide open greenery, which is like, if you go to the article, it's actually the cover mm-hmm. the cover image is from that trip that we took. But we like, we had written out the article, but we really like banged it out on that trip. Um, mm. I did like a solo drive. I did a hotel tonight. I stayed overnight in like Poughkeepsie. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. And I remember I was sitting in my little hotel tonight, Hilton Inn, and we literally like, banged out this article which had like a backbone but we really like put the meat on it and it was a combination of like just how we lived our lives and then we would like look out at people around us and not in like a judging point of view but we would see other women like that a lot of my friends just go from relationship to relationship which I did for years and I think like that's where the um, content came from was just like like literally like looking out and seeing other females struggle with what we had already gone through on our own and just kind of being like, you know what, let's just talk about it. Like, let's put it out there. And that's actually the voice of La Sweat is we want to say the stuff that nobody really wants to talk about. Um, and anyway, so that article is actually one of our favorites too. So that's yeah, where I started. We love this. that. I mean, there's like, yeah. it's, it's a very deep article, like literally and figuratively. And there's a lot of turns and, but yeah, it's a great, it's kind of like it is it's it's basically like our creed essentially mm. yeah yeah it really is and it's cool that it's your favorite too yeah and that, and that was one of the first ones that we wrote it really was i think it was like the seventh article we ever posted yeah how has the response been mm-hmm. um but like to that article just to the whole vibe of la sweat so i'll take this one yeah you should take okay. it, take it. <laughs> um yeah it it's been overwhelmingly positive mm. and I've said this to Charlie a, a number of times I'm like can somebody just give us negative <laughs> oh my god yeah because but I know, I know. we're not perfect I know that we're not doing everything right I know that there's things mm-hmm. that we can improve and get better on but it's really hard to take that critical eye on yourself it is feedback is a gift and I'm like one of the most open people to like critical feedback and so mm-hmm. there's that side of it. But going back to your question, it has been crazy positive. It's really cool to have people come up to you that you went to high school with and run into on the street and say, oh, my God, I love the sweat. Yeah. And it's dude. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that guys like me <laughs> But it's cool. So, you, you definitely yeah. are, are are appealing to both men and women. Like I feel that from yeah. the whole vibe of of the site. Like it, it's you know some sites you're like oh this is for women, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's both. And I think stroke your stroke his ego is interesting to guys. You know what I mean? Inspired yeah. by Charlie, which is <laughs> give so us great. give us a load one of the most lowdown parts of all of it. Yeah. So it's our highlight of the week. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Um, tell our tell so our no, listeners been, about it's been really good. Ago. And uh, I think the biggest. Like what is most valuable from the feedback we have gotten is that everything people say they're getting from it is what we're trying to give. So we know we're on the right track, Great. which is the first step in all of this, this journey that we're on. Love that. And my favorite part of Lisweat is that you guys are, it is hard to call you guys bloggers. Like you're not, it's not a blog to me because I'm in like that blogosphere of like fashion and like flat lays and like all that kind of stuff and then to see you guys is like I'm like this isn't like a blog to me it's more like there are like exposés essays like the music I think is like a really nice touch and I think it's like very you guys and like I don't know it's just very you and it's not 
it is for men and for women. It's not like it's not bullshit. And I do love that about you guys. You like keep it real and you do talk about the stuff that like no one talks about. Thank you. Yes. That's our goal. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's a work in progress. We love seeing this like as it goes along because we just started our mm -hmm. journey and it's been the beginning has been fucking awkward mm -hmm. and tough to to navigate totally. and not like point that like critical eye on ourselves all the time and just be open to like where this could go in the process. But it's hard because mm -hmm. you're putting things yeah. out there that are personal and mm -hmm. not everyone's going to get it. And that's OK. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I want to talk about that for a second because I feel I'm sure you guys feel that too because your blog is not like, hey, this is my outfit, here are links. It's like more like your shit is like really personal and it's like true to you and it's like deep. And that's what I try and do on 100 and that's what I do on almost 30. Like I listen to my po the podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that to strangers because I would never say that to like my friends, you know? <laughs> and like, so like have you guys, like when you've put out stuff that's really raw and honest, like have you received feedback from that? Like that's overwhelmingly positive or from like certain people? So we have we have a certain question. Yeah, we have a, we have two or three we have two or three popular titles amongst La Sweat. Number number uh, one of them was how butt paste got me dumped. Juicy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted so one more of pictures in that one. Got me dumped. The other one is the fuckboy article. I literally don't even know the title of it. It's just called. The fuckboy article to us. Mm. Yeah, the title is um, What is a Fuckboy? Yeah. An expose. An expose, an expo an expo yeah. expose mm -hmm. on the fuckboy. And I, those are usually our most popular titles, and I think it's for two reasons. One of them, it's so relatable, but it's also so personal, and it's so raw. Raw. There we go. Pun intended <laughs> on the butt paste one. <laughs> and the feedback on those are just like people – people remember those the most. So like we try to put out two or three articles a week and still to this day, those ones are the most like talked about ones. And I think it's because they were so personal and they were so relatable yeah. at the same time. And so I think that's the feedback that we get is people love the honesty. They love, hate the honesty, I think. Like they kind of like, they, they're always like, all right. <laughs> Who's the butt paste article? <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote the butt paste article? And then like, and it's like I've dated a few people, and I and I feel like they all wonder. They're like, was I the fuckboy? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> mm. We'll never know. And we like to be like, no, it's just the things that we think about while drinking coffee. Or uh, the Walk of Pride was inspired oh, I love that one. by like, mm -hmm. obviously some real life events where. <laughs> Yes. You know what? Let's like take this back. Let's step back here. Let's talk about what's really happening. Yeah. Go back to the night before. Who made the choice? Like <laughs> so, stuff like that where it's the stereotypes of like what's supposed to be like normal and, you know, PC. We mm. all know that it's not actually like that. Yeah. Charlie's really good at I think of her a lot of credit here. She's really good at not really giving a fuck what people <laughs> think or are going to think. I'm usually the one that's like, maybe we should tone it down enough. <laughs> reading this, Charlie. Mary Miller is reading this. We need to tone it down. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's been like 
new for me from an experience standpoint and mm. being so honest because people know we're writing it but at the same time to date like it's this joint voice so you never really know but some mm. of them are yeah you can tell you don't know but you know where the story mm. yeah you do know. Yes. Um, I yes, have to, no. Wait, I have two questions, and then I want to do 20s, us, 30s, us. Meredith, you said something about, like, you coming into your... Oh, I keep touching the table. Coming into your 30s and, like, the confidence that you had from the transition from your 20s to late 20s to 30s. And I'd, like, love to just, like, camp out on that for a while and talk about that transition and that difference, because I think that's, like, a lot of what we're about. Well, yeah, that was quite a transition. I'll mm-hmm. start there. So, brief, like... Two seconds is I was in two very serious relationships for a total of 10 years. Yeah, six one year and then about four the other. Wow. Uh, From the time I was 16 to 26, I I guess. Wow. And I was living in California, which is where I grew up. And being in a relationship was all I knew for very formidable years of my life. High school, college, post-college, starting grad school. And... I literally thought I was, I almost married both of these people. Wow. I was like 22 and then when I was 25, I was like fully committed to walk down that aisle, like ready to go. And I thought that was normal at 25. And luckily yeah. the second guy uh, set me free. Uh, I'll put it that way. <laughs> Thank you. Respect. Um, but at the time I didn't realize the gift I was being given. Um, He's a great person, though. So anyways, so I was all of a sudden forced to accept a reality that I knew was there all along, which was that I was just afraid to be alone and was clinging to these relationships as like support, mental support. I just didn't know anything other than that, which, you know, I think is understandable. So I'm not going to like totally criticize myself. But what I am grateful for is that I was able to realize that and it was after the like final time that we broke up um, that I realized I have to force myself to be single for a period of time and to be perfectly honest it started with I guess I was like 26 when we broke up it started with okay you're gonna be single until you're 28 like that sounds right. Mm-hmm. And then like 28 rolls around and I'm like, okay, I think this might need to be extended a little bit longer until like 29. And I was like, but by 30, by 30 for sure, I'm going to like lock it down. And it's kind of evolved obviously beyond that. And what was most, um, I think impactful to where I am now, which is I love, it's not that I love being alone and I'm like, destined to not ever get married or or committed to that. It's more that I'm just very comfortable with whatever happens and I'm grateful to live a life that gives me a lot of freedom and things to do on a daily basis and that is really because I live in New York and took took the chance to move out here five years ago and anyone that's lived here before or anyone that's visited knows that this place just kind of forces you into things that you never thought were going to happen um, in really good ways. And so this is kind of the best city to be single slash alone, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that. For mm-hmm. me, I never feel alone here. It's mm-hmm. I'm If I'm walking on a Sunday by myself with zero plans to meet up with a friend, 
that used to feel uncomfortable because I didn't really know where I was going. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I had all this energy around me. Yeah, and so, so true. So true. It, it's a, it was a process, right? And I'm grateful for where I am right now. Um, and that's something that I just want everyone to be able to experience and feel. But it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of that. I don't know. Does I that make that. sense? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We... Uh, <laughs> We actually knew, or we were coming in this, we knew that that was going to be a question. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of like, like just really thinking it out. Yeah, really. And <laughs> if Meredith's 20s and 30s were a hashtag, <laughs> her 20s were almost married twice. Oh my and gosh. her 30s yes. are fully single. Fully single. <laughs> <laughs> like, Love almost, that. Almost married and fully single. Yeah. Professionally single. Yeah. 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 Isn't that funny how, like, you have these plans? You're like, I'm going to be married by this time, have kids by this time, and then I'll probably get a house by the time I'm this, and then, you know, we'll probably, like, take our kids here. Or, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, it's so bizarre how we create these, like, timelines, these plans, and it's like, oh, okay. And the best thing that I, I would encourage everyone to do, I'm not some, like, guru here, but is abandon a plan mm. and try yes. to live to the extent possible on what Charlie and I like to call the no plan plan. Mm. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you know, plan and prepare for certain things in life, but like let yourself just not be too concerned about the outcome. Yeah. The no plan plan. Love it. I think a lot of time plans are based on fear. You know, it's like,